welcome back to episode 6.2. Six and <laughs> I would say 6.5. So okay. six and a half. All right, well, we'll go that way. Are we going? Oh, why, 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 why do you <laughs> no, want no, to go? no, it's your pod. You oh, oh, no, it's not my, it's our pod. <laughs> six and three quarters. It has to oh, be. That, that's actually pretty cool. It yeah. has to be. There we go. Look, look. And we're back, yes. Yeah, we are back. Chris, do you know it's 20 to 12 at night? No, it's not. It, it, it's 20 <laughs> to 12 at night, my friend. How is that possible? I know. It's It's been a long day, right? Wow. Seriously, we, start, we started the, what, the movie at start, what, 8 o'clock? Yeah. Oh, my God. See, see the dedication that we do. You're dedicated. Yeah, we should be dedicated somewhere. We should. <laughs> I, I can tell you what, though. People that are listening, we are that dedicated. Do you know what else you get? You get to listen to this podcast for absolutely free. But in return, all we ask is that you click the subscribe button if you're a first-time listener. Well, firstly, if you're a first-time listener, thank you for listening. But you have to go and listen to part one. Yeah, well, actually, go back to the very first pod. Yeah, why not? Again. Exactly. I mean, there's only, what, six episodes, seventh included in this one, which is actually six and three quarters. Yeah. So, you know, go back and listen to them. Come and join the Harry Potter one. By the time you would have finished, right, we would have had some more episodes out. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So you've got enough time. I mean, if you're working nights like I used to when you're listening to podcasts, then, you know, we're the perfect people to listen to, right? There are many others, but we are better. Uh, well, there we go. Because uh, we're pure blood, right, Chris? I'm half blood. Well, um, so speaking of uh, blood, I mean, we are on the Harry Potter franchise. Yeah, we are, indeed. We are. And um, this is part two. I didn't expect us to have a part two of uh, something no, so soon. I really soon. wasn't expecting it either. No, and I didn't really expect the time to be as late as it is either. No, really. <laughs> So yeah, there we go. So look, your mind got blown by the time, and my mind got blown by part one of Harry Potter. <laughs> we're, like in, we're like in sync. However, <laughs> right, what we're not taking out is the rest of part two of the podcast. Indeed. So we was, uh, if you were just listening, uh, Chris told us an interesting fact about Dawn French. Yes, that she was the uh, lady in the second movie that put the guarded the Gryffindor entryway to the common room which she was and it was a completely different woman in the first one right yes i do not know who that lady was here we go so before we get jump back in uh we still don't need to know initial thoughts we've already done that part so if you already listened i'm glad you caught up but if you haven't like i just said go to our soundcloud itunes or tune in radio click subscribe like if you can leave us and all we're asking is give us a five star rating and leave a review that's not too much to ask no, is it not at all there we go. And we are going to continue to give you this podcast absolutely free. It's free of charge. That means zero galleons. Excellent. And you can't go wrong with that, right? No, not at all. Exactly. So the kids go basically into their dorm room and they use the... Uh, so is this another thing worth knowing? Is the password the same in year two? No, passwords change every year. So they, change, they do change I, every no, year, right? I think it's trying to change every other week or something. So they have to remember that part. Imagine if you forgot it. That kind of happens in the third movie. And we won't go that far, but there we go. So you know what else you got to look forward to? Another episode of the uh, Harry Potter franchise. Many episodes to come. Exactly. So while you're waiting for that one to come out, listen to what we're talking about now, right, Chris? Yeah, indeed. Exactly. So the first pass, I mean, we don't find out what the other password is, though, right? Or does it say it in the book? I don't remember. Okay. But and the one that they say is Cabot Draconis. Yeah, that's the only one I actually truly remember from the first movie. And is that change? Like, is that something, and that text into something else, or is that just two words? Cabot Draconis. 
I think that's two words, but I think it's I think they're Latin with some description. I don't know what it means, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I, I actually thought you would have like given me a full encyclopedia <laughs> of each word. Then okay, I'm a Ravenclaw, <laughs> not a walking dictionary. There's a difference. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. Later on, uh, Neville gets his rememberal. I, I really struggle with saying that word. Then what the rememberal? That one. It's we're getting that. We're getting to that delirious part of the night. I think <laughs> soon to be morning. Yeah. I can't believe it. So, uh, and then we, uh, they actually meet Fluffy. Oh, I like Fluffy. Mm-hmm. Fluffy is a Cerberus, and if you don't know what that is, it's a giant three-headed dog. It is, and I've just realised my note and realised we don't meet Fluffy yet. No, but my next, literally after my thing about candlebacks, is literally Fluffy. Oh. <laughs> is that what you put? Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's uh, the big part is um, when they're riding their broomsticks. Yes, they're at a... Um... A broomstick flying lesson with Madam Hooch. Uh-huh. And, well, everyone's doing it. And Neville's one for some reason suddenly starts floating and shoots off with him. So, I have a theory. You have many theories. Do you think that could be Professor Quirrell practicing on that broomstick before he does it with Harry? No, I don't see that. I just, I just think because the brooms are so old in that school. Yeah. They haven't been replaced for a fair while, I'd imagine. I mean, they look battered. Oh, yeah. And the ones they train the kids on aren't going to be the best anyway. Do you think they could be the same ones they use for Quidditch? No, because some of the older kids would have their own brooms. You're not allowed to have your. You're not allowed to own a broom in your first year. In your second oh, year, wow. you're allowed to own them. Oh, okay. So, Harry receiving a broom mm. was an anomaly. Yeah, because we spoke about that when we were yes. watching it. Okay, Malfoy throws Neville's remember all. Well, yes. After Neville's gone off on the um, the broom. He goes flying around and ends up breaking his wrist. He does. Malfoy finds the member in the grass. Mm-hmm. Harry demands it back. He does. And um, Malfoy goes, I'll leave it somewhere for him to find. Harry's quite rude there. He goes, give me that back or I'll knock you off your broom. It's in the air. Yeah. Come on. Well, they're kids. To Harry, this is all fantasy. In his mind. Well, there's a theory, isn't it, that all this is... Um, Hagrid was some delirious homeless guy who's been sending these letters. <laughs> and... Harry so desperately believes he ran into the wall, uh, a platform at the, between 9 and 10. Yeah. He's been in the coma all this time. This is all happening in his head. <laughs> Imagine. He wakes up and it's like, he's 30 years old, just woken up out of a coma. But, hey. but, I sh- but I sh- where's Hogwarts? I'm afraid none of that was real. <sighs> Imagine. Imagine if right at the end he said, and Harry woke up at the end of the book. <laughs> oh, how peed off would people be? J.K. Rowling would have been lynched in the streets. She would have. I would have gone into hiding if I'd done that. <laughs> she had the money, at least. <laughs> she, she got the money, then ran from it. The thing is, as well, right, she could have got away with it because they'd already started doing the films. So, And she was still writing one of the, the last book, right, when they were filming? Or the last two books? Yeah, two or three, yeah. Yeah, so imagine if she'd done that, and then right at the very end, everyone, like Daniel Radcliffe was set as being Harry Potter. <laughs> so had all these people lined in, Basically, she had a contract. She got all the films done, right? Yeah. So imagine she did finish it with, and then Harry woke up. Boy. There would, there would be a national <laughs> outcry against she'd have, she'd have to leave the country. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not just the country. She'd, Harry Potter phenomenon became worldwide. It did. She would have had to have gone to a new planet. <laughs> she ran into the wall herself. <laughs> Put herself in a coma. Put herself in hoggles. <laughs> it's real after all. So, yeah. But Harry ends up after... Um, Malfoy chucks the rememberal. He does. And random act of luck that Harry manages to catch it and is seen by McGonagall through a window. It is. She then introduces him to Wood. 
It gets one quick lesson from Wood. Which I think is quite a cool lesson. Like, it basically just quaffle. Yeah, the way he says quaffle. But he's had one one flying lesson. He's never been up on the broom besides that one tr- jolt to get the ball. Yeah. And suddenly he's in a school team. Yeah, and then, uh, so basically there's, there's three balls. There's, uh, well, wait, wait, one, two, four balls, but three different types. Yeah. So you've got the quaffle. Which is basically like the ball they've got to carry and score with. Yeah, which would be like a football or basketball of some sort. Yeah. And then you've got the uh, bludgeons. The bludgeons, which is uh, basically very large, very heavy flying balls, which will fly around the pitch trying to knock it everyone they're off like the rooms. balls that target you. So basically they're... Cannibals. Uh, yeah, cannibal, anarchist balls. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you've got the snitch. snitch. The snitch is a small golden ball with very incredibly fast moving wings, much like a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. And... When you catch it, you get 150 points. You do, and uh, you win the game. Yes, that stops the game. And you, well, you don't win the game, but catching it stops the game. But if your team is, if the opposite team is ahead by a lot, even catching it wouldn't stop you from losing. Really? Yeah. Um, if say if you if you had no points and your team your, your opponents had 250, yeah, you catching it would give you 150, but they'd still be ahead of you, so they'd win. Oh wow! I never see. I didn't know that. I thought you minute you catch the snitch, game over, and you win. No, the game is over, but you don't automatically win. Oh, wow. So, uh, basically, during the Quidditch match, I don't get this this moment where everything's happening. We're watching all this Quidditch match happen, and Harry's still on his broom, and he hasn't, seems like he hasn't moved. Yeah. Like, am I wrong in thinking that, or does he not move, like, in the book? I think he's just keeping an eye, an eye out for the snitch so at he, that point. Yeah, because he just sits there, like... In nothing. the book, he's, I think he's looking for the snitch rather than in the movies when he's just sitting there looking at everything else happening. Because he doesn't look like a team player. But at the same time, like you said, he's, if he hadn't had a lot of lessons and stuff, then that would be quite daunting to yeah. to see a full-on, like... And it's not like it's not brutal. That That's a brutal game. Oh, yeah. But he hasn't had like, a, pra- a practice with the team as far as we can tell. No. He's gone straight from one le- one quick lesson, an explanation about what the balls are, to his Into first game. Into a match, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, that's to do that, it's, it's quite a full-on. Like, oh, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean... I mean, he's only just 11 years old. He's been put in a situation where his boss, his team leader, tells him that he was rendered unconscious in the first match. Yeah, and he woke up a week later. Yeah. So, there we go. So, I mean, that's that's not the most confident... <laughs> of what, yeah, exactly, yeah. what you want to hear. But, yeah, so Harry catches the uh, the snitch. With his throat. He, he kind of throws it up, doesn't he? Um, there's the move that she performed where the two, sni- the two seekers go down quickly. It's, yeah. actually a mo- it's actually a named move in the, in the books. It's called a, a Ronsky Fent. Okay. And it's, it's, it's labelled, it's no, named afterwards. It's mm-hmm. a lot later in the movie series. But yeah, that there's a manoeuvre where they both aim to, both seekers are aiming towards the ground as quick as they can. And to actually survive, you know, not survive, but to end up unharmed going across the bottom of the pitch is, an, is a Quidditch move. Because Doan, in the second one, doesn't um, Harry and... Malfoy do something similar? In the books, I believe so, yes. I think Malfoy ploughs straight into the ground. Right. Because in the film, it's different, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah so we'll get to that. When we with, do the same yeah, because there's a lot of Quidditch in it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I like the fact that she incorporated an actual sport, so yeah. it's a, a, made, a made up sport. But then there's a disturbing thing about it, too, because people actually play Quidditch. Oh, yeah, they run around in parks with broomsticks between their legs, pretending to play proper Quidditch. See, I, what I don't get, where's the snitch? Do they have bludgers? Why don't they just get free hoops and then... Play basketball or something? Yeah. I don't know how it works. I really haven't gone into looking at how 
thing is, I haven't heard any British people doing it, but I know Americans do it. Yeah. Well, that says a lot, doesn't it? Do you know where I think they're from? Texas. Oh, God, <laughs> not this again. <laughs> I'm not going to apologise for him anymore. Texans know what he's like. <laughs> I don't so, even know if we get any Texans watching, you... listening to this. Well, if you are, I'm glad you are. Subscribe. Give us a five star. <laughs> and I want to talk about some, you. Yeah, give us a review. And I'll leave you alone. Simple, simple. <laughs> Bribery. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, you get it for absolutely free. Don't that's I? Excellent, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so basically it's Christmas time during the film. Yep. Harry gets a cloak. Uh, yes, from Dumbledore. And he also gets a horrible knitted jumper. Which kind of weirded me out. The, the jumper itself came from Molly Weasley. Who spoke to him all of once, and even if Ron, uh, Ron doesn't seem the type to write letters back home very often. I don't think Ron can write. Well, there we go then. <laughs> How the heck has Molly known about him unless it's been set up all by Dumbledore? Like, was, like, just yeah. like I said, I reckon. I, I think a little bit. Mate, I reckon they must have been able to phone them. Surely, phone them? They don't have phones. No, but like. Could then there's a, a way of communicating. Oh, yeah, through fireplaces. You chuck a bit of powder in there, you stick your head yeah. in, and you speak through someone else's fireplace. So, do you not think Molly could have done that? No, I don't think. I think the, um, you don't. not every fireplace can do that. I think it's like Dumbledore's office and his, his deputy, which is yeah. McGonagall. I don't think she has every child in the school coming to her office just to call home. <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> I need more underwear. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you'd ask for, is it? <laughs> no, if I'm at a magic school, I can get a teacher to magic me up a pair. Oh, magic pants. <laughs> Thunder pants. <laughs> oh, yes, that's Rupert. Wasn't that Rupert Grint's first movie? Yeah. Which I watched once and really, that child is a mutant. Boy, that's bad. Have you, we should pod on that and all that. I think that'd be cool. You can do, you can do the singing Pavarotti bit. You know when he does a higher pitch? I've only seen bits. I haven't seen oh, Okay, we'll, uh, we'll get into that. But, um, yeah. Chris it's is Chris just growling at the, the mid-air then. <laughs> that wasn't growling, that was actually a yawn. I can't believe how late it is. But yes, um, it's Christmas time. It is. Mine is going home for Christmas. Yeah. Ron is staying because his family is going to Romania to visit their, his brother Charlie. And this is the first time we hear of this uh, Charlie guy. Yes. Ron apparently... Well, we know Ron has three brothers at the school, yep. which is Percy and the twins, which is Fred and George. Uh-huh. And now we know there's a Charlie involved. Yes. And we know Ginny. So it's five siblings besides him. It is. And I've now, I, to be honest, when they talk about it that way, you can kind of understand why they're not well off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If like, they breed like bunnies, they've got to look after the kids. There you go. And Malfoy, kind of it does explain them, a hand-me-down road. And they do seem like the type of family to do that anyway. Well, I don't see a problem with that. I don't have brothers and sisters, so I didn't. I wasn't in that. Nope, he got new clothes every time he needed them. No, no chance. But I messed up my trainers a lot. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But do you know what I mean? Like when when you do have more brothers and sisters, even down for like no like clothes that stop don't fit them anymore, or even down to like school uniform, like a blazer. Oh yeah, that things like that. Down. Yeah, they always get passed down. Well, I'm the eldest male, so any my brother never wanted if my damn me down clothes. But yeah, um, my sisters that was quite common. Yeah. That's, that's what you know what I mean, and, yeah. and I think that that's why it stands out. So that's probably why, I mean, they're quite a frugal family, I think. I think they try and save as much as they can, yeah. but they don't, what they're saving, there's not really much left. No. Do you know what I mean? I think they're closer as a unit, as a family, than the Malfoy family is, because I've, yeah. as I said, I've read the books and I've watched the movies. Mm -hmm. I see how distant the Malfoy family seems to be from each other. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can wolf. see that in the films. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Like, for example, 
they're they're happy with they would rather have nothing and be a family than have riches. everything and then not be together. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And the thing is they that comes in to Harry as well. Um he's Harry desperately wants to be loved. He wants a family, he wants people to want him. And I think that's why he's around the Weasleys, he's is at home. Like he does generally and even Hermione, she feels at home, even though she's looked after well by her parents. Oh yeah. So I think the Weasleys are very they're just a loving family. That's really cool. Um yeah, which I think is pretty is pretty cool. Which is why I reckon she sent the like the jumper to Harry. Yeah. Well he gets other presents as well, which is strange. Do they tell you what they are in the book? I think he get I think he gets some sweets from Ron and Hermione, I can't remember what one of the others are, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, is that the Steam one? But that's later on, isn't it, when the Steam comes out, there is. That's a much later movie. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler. Indeed. <laughs> so, after that, Harry uses the cloak. Uh, basically, Hermione says to him, I need you to go and find out more about this, uh, the philosopher's, yeah, Vermeil. Nicholas Vermeil. And Harry goes into, is it the restricted book section? The restricted sec- section, yes. With his invisibility cloak. Which is for any teenage guy or girl would love to have that cloak. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is pretty cool. Uh, you said Dumbledore gave it to him, right? Yeah, it belonged to his father. Harry's father. To Harry's father. Yeah. So, and I feel like there's a lot of stuff in this as well. It's, it's. I like the way it's done because not only are we just finding out certain things about Harry, Harry's also finding out certain things about Harry's family. Yeah, except he doesn't. He never seems to. Uh, he doesn't. Yeah. Ask about his family at all. Do you think he's scared to in case he gets a dodgy answer? Yeah, because in his mind as a kid, he's probably... Because remember, he's pe- he, the Dursley's told him his parents died in a car crash. Yeah, a car crash. A car crash <laughs> killed William <laughs> James Potter. It's a scandal. <laughs> Groundhog. I think we're getting better at his Hagrid impression. <laughs> as all that's going on, we're getting better. No, that's just a delirium. We no, should, probably. We're gonna, you're going to listen to this page as we just going... Oh. <laughs> Palm face. <laughs> You've seen that, the card one. Yeah. Or the one, the picture of him using hands gone through the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So. He uh, uses the cloak to does. investigate the forbidden section, not the forbidden, the restricted section. Yep. And as he opens one of the books, he screams at him. A face seems to force its way out of the page and screams at him. Which would, which would put you off at any kind of. Um, Reading, yeah, yeah, I definitely scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I don't screw yourself back a bit. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> saying that, I was saying to you, the, obviously, because I've seen we've seen all the films anyway, so we just got we're going through them one by one. Yeah. But did the face not look like a specific character to you? Actually, I didn't think it did really. Yeah, I didn't see that particular person's face. Yeah, all right, cool. Because, like, I don't know if it was the nose and stuff is different, yeah, but in this one, it looks like. The, the face of Voldemort kind of thing. I guess we can say it. It's yeah, like, uh, we know we're not supposed to say that name at all. You know who. Mr. Riddle. I can't even say that yet. Um, thingamajig. Well, I did say wand went through from them, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, yeah, Tom. I think it personally, it looked like it. I could be wrong. I mean, is there a name for that sort of book? I don't think, I don't think it names given in the, in the books itself. Yeah. I'd, so it's just one of them that they just added. And, yeah, I think. So does that happen in the book when he opens it? It's a screaming book. I'm not sure. It's like I said, sorry, it's been a while since I've read. Yeah, it. no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, obviously, you're going for it now. So by the time we would have got to the next couple of pods, you probably would have told us anyway. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah, so they uh, after Harry 
does the screaming book stuff, or finds out about the screaming book stuff, um, they all three of them go together, and they get caught out by a Malfoy, right? Uh, after the screaming book, Hermione's come back from holiday. That's right, yeah. And she realised that she's had the information all uh, along. They, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. And then they, they go to Hagrid of yes. the night time, right? Yeah. They find out from Hagrid mm-hmm. that, um, well, what's actually happening. Yeah. And Hagrid has an egg that's hatched. He does. A dragon. Yeah. And he looks up at the window and sees Malfoy there. And he goes, who's that? It wasn't too bad. I'm telling you, I get a better <laughs> impression. And basically, as you said, they all get caught. Yeah, they all get caught. Uh, yeah, basically. I mean, it doesn't tell you how they get to McGonagall, though, does it? It just it goes. Uh, Malfoy walks away from out away from the window, and then the next scene is they're talking to McGonagall. So no, they uh, they're walking down the corridor. Do they, and they walk caught by McGonagall? Right. Okay. I must have been writing a note. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I must have been. So yeah. So she basically deducts points from them, and 50 then points each, each, and all four of them, besides Malfoy included, have to go on a detention to the Forbidden Forest. So does Malfoy also get fifty points deducted? No. See, I feel like. He should have done because he was also out of bed at night. I don't. I don't honestly know if he actually gets the fifty points through. But they, they don't think they say anything about that in the book. Favoritism. Yeah, for her McGonagall towards a Slytherin <laughs> doesn't seem right to me. She got paid off. No, she's One not the type. She's not the type to be paid off that easily. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe she didn't because he she like he found them kind of thing. He came to her to tell them. to tell him. Yeah. But I think it's more because it was her Gryffindors that were out of bed. She's very she had to set an example. Yeah, yeah, little snitch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so basically, which again, this is another thing I don't understand. So they're told at the beginning of the uh, when they first get into the uh, Hogwarts that the Forbidden Forest is off uh, out of bounds to, to any students. Harry and uh, Malfoy get put together. Yep. Um, Fang, who's apparently a coward. Yeah, Wait, Fang, uh, so, yeah. Go on. Fang is the dog. We haven't actually mentioned him. He's Hagrid's dog. Yeah. And what I was going to say is, I don't understand. So they're they're told that they're not allowed in the the forest, <laughs> they send and then they anyway. get sent in there for detention. I it doesn't make it. sense. Well, McGonagall decided. Well, who decided they were going to the forest? Was it Filch? I think it was Filch. Well, he hates students, so there we go. Probably because you said that he's non-magic, so that's he's probably why he's yeah. So he's he was a, he was born to a magical family, but he has no magic in him. Yeah, he's the reverse of Hermione, who was born magical to a non-magical family. There you go. So yeah, so I reckon maybe it was Filch that said it. Quite possible. Yeah, and then we see so, so we see Voldemort, right? No, well we see Quirrell. Quirrell, right? Uh, they walk into a clearing, Harry's head starts hurting, and all of scar starts hurting. Yeah. And he, uh, they look over and they see this hooded figure in a black robe. Yeah. Lent over a unicorn's body, mm-hmm. drinking blood from a wound on its neck, which is, ew. Yeah. Gross much. But isn't the blood, it keeps them alive, right? But at a terrible price. Yes. Because from the moment your blood touches your lips, you live a cursed life, a half-life. So, what if someone else had killed the unicorn? someone else was at death's door and then they drunk from the unicorn but that still i think the curse of it is that, that you've killed something to save yourself if they didn't kill it no they came across it by accident or just random chance that person wouldn't be cursed it'd be the person who killed them oh, interesting yeah so we find out that um well we don't actually find out who that figure is well i um i not not really in the we, books you do in the book yes yeah um 
you saw Faithful Quirrell drinking it for me. Oh, did he, didn't he say that in the movie? No, no. Not at all. Well, no. But in the in the books, it does say about Quirrell being the one who drank it for him. Right, okay. Voldemort alive because he's... Well, we get to him. Yeah. See, this is another thing. I don't remember. I think when I watched it when I was younger, I was just watching it. The, the video. Yeah, so I was yeah. watching it. I didn't really pay attention to the audio. Now I've watched it, like when we watched the um, back review, I get more of it. Yeah. Um, but then I feel like I would I would have understood more if I had if I had read the book, which I didn't. So I feel like the bits that we're watching now are more. It, it stands out more. Yeah, of course. Well, as an adult, you realise bits and pieces more than you did as a kid. Yeah, I reckon. I think you you just your brain generally matures, and instead of just paying attention to the lights and flashing sounds and everything. Yeah, like what's going on. Like, yeah, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you pick up on a lot more. So, yeah. So, after that, uh, my phone just died. So, I've now got no more notes. <laughs> okay, well, I've got a couple of notes, but these aren't really... So, basically, I think I remember... Now, it was just the part where... Them going to get the Philosopher's Stone. Yep, okay, I can do that. Sweet. Uh, Harry's got his cloak. He's... Yep, the, the dragon's been born. And they go to Dumbledore because they have to let him know that someone knows how to get past Fluffy at this point. Yep. So they go to McGonagall and she tells him that Dumbledore's gone to London. A bit convenient. Yeah. Did they say what for? Um, um, and put someone at the Ministry of Magic. But that doesn't specify no. who. Okay. Someone at the Ministry of Magic has called for him. My guess is it was either Voldemort sending a note off to go back to him. Or it's uh, Cornelius Fudge. I reckon it was Cornelius. But yes, the uh, they ignore... The, um, McGonagall's orders to go back to the thing, the Dorm room. Com- yeah, common room, and they sneak up to the third floor. But they do. Yes, they do. They get they open the trap door by Fluffy. Yeah. And as they do so, the magic harp which is sitting there keeping Fluffy asleep stops. Yeah. So because we were look when we were watching it, we were like listening out for when the harp yeah. stops. Um, have you always done that? Yeah. Every you time have, I've watched yeah. it, I've just like, and it stopped right because Ron gets a nasty load of. Dr- Dog draw down Dog the side. Dog draw, yeah. Mm. From like, I think it's the middle head. I didn't see which head it was. One gets drawn from the head. Yeah. And then they open up the uh, the trap door. And they have to jump down to yeah. avoid Cerberus. And what is it? The devil's snare, right? Yes, they land on what looks like a mass of green tentacles to me, but it's a vine-like plant called the devil's snare. I, at first, I thought it was worms. Like oh the God. very first time I watched it, I thought it was worms. Yeah, I didn't really been. know what it was. Well, Hermione knows how to get out of this. Yeah, so relax. Yes, just relax. Because if you struggle, the plant squeezes you, holds mm-hmm. you in place. As you shrink, as you relax, it lets you go because you're not you're not fighting it. Yeah. So it just lets you fall through. Harry and Hermione manage to get through, but Ron is in a panicked state. Yeah, I, I mean, if I understand. By a plant, yeah. I would panic. I, I would too. Saying in that situation, someone saying to you, "Relax," is like when someone you bang your foot and someone goes, "Are you all right?" Oh, oh, when you're oh. when you're angry and calm down. Okay, oh, oh. yeah, well done. Thanks. Oh, well, I've never thought about doing that before. Exactly. So yeah, I, I understand the ginger's preference <laughs> at this one. <laughs> the gingers. He's had the name. Ginger. Uh, um, they've managed to release him using the luminous solemn spell, which the plant hates light. Apparently. Yeah. They're which their hates daylight. Yes. Doesn't make much sense. It's a plant. They need light for photosynthesis. They do. Carnivorous though, it could use its energy from the prey, from things it eats. You just used two big words. What? Carnivorous and photosynthesis. And it's like 20 past 12. Yes, indeed. It is. Right. The devil snare was the first test. It was. Then they enter a room with a load of flying keys. 
Yeah, and and but luck behold it, it's the most old, wrinkliest, broken key. It's ever. the biggest key out of the lot as well, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's got one one broken wing, which is just barely flying. Which you made a good point on saying that the the, the wing could be broken because it was used the first time. Yeah, I think that's actually in the book. Oh, okay. And that's where it came up in my mind because the person we find out at the end has actually had to get through all this, so they've had to catch that key in the first place. Yeah. So this is my thing, right? I know I look too much into stuff, but so if, if he'd have used the key, how would he have locked it and pushed the key back out again? Magic. What, <laughs> is there like a, a way to do that? I think, well, it's like with the um, the chest set, everything just resets after a certain amount of time. Right. So it just goes back to like bulk standard, like factory setting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this... that, wait, wait, wait. If, if that happened, why was the key broken? Because the bait the, goes back to stand up, the key was. Oh, magic, magic, magic. Come on, like that's a good question. Yes, it is, but I've got no answer for it, so I'll just say magic. You're great. <laughs> I know, I'm wonderful. Uh, the next one was the, the, the uh, chess test. It is. They have to. Right. From the look of the board, you have to play your way across the room. But you can step off the board and walk around the chess pieces. See, I didn't get that. But after I said that, there were chess pieces around it. So I reckon if you got down, they would have attacked. The ones on the floor, yeah. or 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 they would have broken ones from previous matches. Yeah, okay, either of those work. They do, but what I don't understand is why Ron was on the back of the horse when it didn't have to be. He didn't have to be in theory. No, I, I think they just did it for the cinematic effect. I reckon so. Right. Uh, yeah. Then we had the, in the same thing. It was the chess montage. Rather yeah. than seeing the whole match, you saw Ron telling things to go to go to D five, go to C four, and all this. Yeah. And one bit stood out. So, firstly, when uh, whatever Ron's on, the the horse, right? Yeah. So, when he's on the horse, but you said, why does he fly off? Yeah. Which I, I do agree with, because there was no need for it. Like, he could have just fell off. Like, he yeah. wouldn't have flown back. And the second thing, I said to you, I felt like the sword penetrated through the horse into his leg. It did look like that, it but does. there was no physical damage. Afterwards. No, no. Um. But what I really, really enjoyed was that they, they actually stuck with was the game wasn't over and Hermione went to run for Ron. Yeah. And he was like, we're still playing. So if she'd have moved, she would have made that move and could yeah. have ruined the whole game. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember if that's in the book or not. It might have been. I mean, but it, even if it wasn't, it's a good add to that's it. That's so clever, isn't it? Like, I wouldn't have thought of, I would have like, oh, run. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a, and, in, and the thing is, it's instant reaction. The fact that Harry was clever enough at that point to say stop yeah Ron's had made this sacrifice yeah and Ron's made this sacrifice and he had and Rob, Harry thinks well I have to see it through now exactly and the thing and he's holding what to say so basically when I've done this and sacrificed myself go over there and checkmate which he does yes the, the king makes no move but just lets his sword fall from his hand to the floor does that happen in a book at all or did he just say checkmate? No, I think actually they uh, the, the pieces bow. Oh, wow. They, they should have done that. I thought that would have been pretty cool. Whatever's left. They all moved out of the way to let him go past. I think something similar, yeah. But um, right, we've gone through the chess set and we into a new area with the with the thing itself, with the Mirror of Erised. It is. But before we go there, did you say they missed out on some In the book, things? there was a few more tests they had to... Well, at least two more tests they had to complete. Yeah, one was... One was uh, Quirrell's test, which mm -hmm. was a troll. Right. Again, it was a larger, smellier troll, apparently. Mm -hmm. And the second one was uh, Professor Snape's test, which was a line of potion bottles lined up, and only one of them had a potion to get you through. 
Hang on, hang on. So all these tests, are they from the teachers? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I, I didn't even know that. So each teacher had a different yeah, test. Professor to... Sprout was the first one. The keys were charmed. That's Flitwick. Right. The chess set was transfigured, McGonagall. Yeah. And the other two were oh, Snape wow, and that's Scroll. really clever. Yeah. So, all right. So now I'm, it makes more sense now. Why? Because that's why he says it's not just one teacher that are guarding it. So yeah. they're not in theory. They're not, they're not guarding it, but. What, they've, used, they've used their magic to magic too guys yeah. that's clever I like that there's a whole a little I can't remember the rhyme don't ask me to repeat that but Snape's one Snape's test um, like one of uh, some of the po- potions have poison in them some have nettle wine one of them has a potion to get you back and the other one has one to get you ahead in, into the fire oh wow oh wow that's pretty cool actually. yeah that was very impressive to read yeah but they should I think they should have kept in. that in was that ever made as a deleted scene do you know not that I know of but as we get into the hall, this small little alcove, would you say? I, I, I don't know. I'd say it's, like, yeah, it's like a kind of, it's just like a, a, a bunch of steps and then a blank space. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it would it'd be like a room where, um, like a sacrificial room, personally. Because okay. you walk down and then you've got like just the floor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. But we find out after all this time, it's not Snape who's not. the bad, big baddie. It's poor, stutting p- p- Professor Cruel. When you fret, so obviously, did you read the book before you watched the film, right? Yeah. So, was you shocked when it was cruel? Yeah, because I thought, like most people would think, that it was Snape at the beginning. Yeah, see, I was really shocked when it was cruel. Unfortunately, yeah, they, they fight, and then we Harry takes his first life. He does. Because he has him, well, this is before he takes his life. He stands in front of the mirror after mm-hmm. being pulled there by cruel. Yep. And Harry can see himself with yeah. the stone, and the, the, the reflection puts the stone in his pocket. Then Harry can feel the lump in his pocket where the yeah. stone is. Yes, and he has to lie to Quirrell. And then Voldemort says, let me speak with him. So do you think Voldemort knew? Yes, I think at that point Voldemort knew because he mentioned it a few minutes later. Yeah. There's something that can give me back my body. Something which, uh, something which luckily enough, resides in your pocket. That's right, yeah. But Quirrell can grab Harry's face or his neck. Yep. But when Harry physically touches him, Quirrell uh, with his hands, he burns him. He seems to turn him to ash. And that's because? The, um, Harry's mother performed a sacrifice of herself. She threw herself in the way. Sacrificial magic plus love equals power, basically. Yeah. Superpowers, really, for wizards. Yeah, so when so when I first watched it, obviously, because, again, I didn't read the book, I thought it was because Harry had touched the Philosopher's Stone oh, okay. that it was the stone... That caused that to happen. Did you know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? I mean, yeah, I think that's the way I looked at it. So I thought because of the stone being as powerful as it is, that's what the like, I reaction was. See how was. people would have thought that, yeah. Yeah, but uh, things I've read through the books and I've exactly, yeah. So I feel like, I mean, saying that, I'll, I will, I will go back and read the Harry Potter books. I'll probably do each. What I'll do is read one. After so we'll read to do the pod, and then we'll probably read up on it, and I'll go through as you know. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to actually read the books as we're doing the pods in comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll probably try and get that done. Uh, I'm not guaranteeing I'll get for every single one. No, obviously. It's <laughs> that's a, lot, a fair. That's fair a lot amount. to do. There is. But um, I mean, the good thing is if I can't give you an answer or a question like that, Chris basically knows like 90% of it. Let's go 85. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're quite clued up, which is great. So, I mean, there's someone that's known from the film someone else from the book so yeah we've got like a quite dynamic mix of it 
we've got a decent mix of information. Yeah. Quill has died at this point. Harry has grabbed his face and turned to ash. Yep. Voldemort has slithered up into the air as a ghost spectre. Oh, like a soul ghosty. It's like a dust ghost, really. Yeah. He flies through Harry and Harry falls unconscious. Mm hmm. When he wakes up in the hospital room, he does. Dumbledore stealing his sweets. Yeah, no, I mean, come on, like, Dumbledore, at least ask first. Don't just take one. <laughs> so, everything that's happened down there is a complete secret. So everyone already knows. Okay, yeah. that's fair enough, because no, rumours will always spread. School, yeah. I mean, which I like. They have, like, a human side yeah. kind of thing. But then he pilfers some, one of Harry's sweets and he chokes when he realises he's taken earwax. So, what? he bots every flavoured beans. So, hang on, I don't think he chokes. He goes, hmm. Earwax. So does that mean he enjoys that flavour? No, I just think he. I think I think I don't. I don't really think it was earwax to begin with. I think it was just because he, he. Do said, you think he was just being sarcastic? No, I think he was just having a bit of fun with Harry, not sarcasm. Just fun because he mentioned just before that that he came across a vomit flavoured one in his youth. Oh really? Yeah. All right. I used to enjoy these. Well, you know, he doesn't exactly say those exact words. But yeah, but I was unfortunate enough in my youth to come across a vomit flavoured one, and I've since lost my liking for them. He tries one of his. But I'll be safe with this toffee. There's one. Ah, uh, alas, earwax. I don't know why I spread my hands out and let my head do in that. But earwax. I mean, I mean, if people would have seen the, the video, I mean, that would have been perfect. That was better than Dumbledore's performance. That's an that's an Oscar-winning performance you just did. The time must be getting to him. <laughs> but um, so I'm thinking, as we go further on through the pods, Chris, I think Amazon needs to deliver 30 bots flavoured beans then we have to try them that's not a problem um, tried them before have you tried them before yeah when um, when they're at the you know the normal sweet shops and uh -huh. that, i've had um i had some before all right so they so i may be wrong and i know they're two different brands so you've got 30 bots every flavoured beans right and then you have well what, they're a willy wonka kind of version of it or something yeah and yes like nerd looking things right yeah but there is another one i can't bean boozled Okay, I don't know those. Right, so with Bean Boozled, you do get like dog food flavour oh, and gross. puke and baby wipe. Okay, and well, there's cut a... grass. Let's just stay with Bertie Bots then. Right, so I reckon, as to celebrate finishing their first series, so I reckon, I mean, because when you think about it, that's seven books, right? Yeah. So that means, in, right, so in theory, seven books means seven podcasts, but this is already a two part, so that's eight. I reckon nearly all of these are going to be two parts. Okay. I think personally. So that's what? 14? Possibly, yeah. 14 episodes. So I reckon... Seven it, beans each? I reckon 14. No. <laughs> Why not one for each pod? Well, we'll decide that. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon, I reckon that's a... Or even, yeah, I mean, our seven's fair. But um, <laughs> I reckon but we need to get like an all get so we'll video reaction. Okay, yeah. And then uh, we'll whack that up on the Facebook, YouTube. Yeah, and all that. perfect. So speaking of Facebook and YouTube... People need to subscribe, right? Yes, they do. They please. do. But I'm going to tell you more about that after we finish. So, basically, we're near the end anyway. Yep. Um, they're in the Great Hall now. They are. And Slytherin has won the House Cup, basically. Mm -hmm. They've got all their, their colours up and everything. Everyone's, not everyone, but Slytherin's exceptionally happy. And then Dumbledore stands up and says, Yes, well done, Slytherin, well done, Slytherin. But recent events I have to be taken into account, and I've got some last-minute points to deliver. Yeah. Was it uh, 50 points to Ron for the chess? Mm -hmm. 50 points to Hermione for cool use of logic? Yep. 60, 60 points. for Harry for bravery? Yep. And that make that, at this point, it makes them equal to Slytherin. They do. But 
the little shining gem that is Neville. Yes. Gets, we didn't actually get round to talking about him being paralysed. No, we didn't. So basically, Neville tried to stop them yeah. from going for the Philosopher's Stone. He didn't want them to lose any more points for for Gryffindor. Basically, yeah. So he was being like a team, actually being a team player. Yeah. And basically, he says, "I'm." You quote it because I'll get it wrong. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to quote it perfect. Perfect. He says, uh, "I'll stop you. I'll fight you if I have to." Yeah. And Hermione just goes, "Neville, I'm sorry about this. Petrificus totalis." And just see, I wouldn't even remember the spell the spell wandy move thing. But oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, didn't even realise I'd actually done that then. <laughs> you do, yeah. Petrificus totalis. Such a raven. I know, wonderful. <laughs> so yeah, so because Neville stood up to, it takes what does he say? A lot of courage it to. Takes great, it takes courage to stand up to your enemies, but even more to stand up to your friends. Yeah, we go. So I award ten points to Mister Neville Longbottom, and he looks shocked. He does, like a fugue state kind of shocked, like completely blank, not knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. And everyone's clear, cheering and clapping because basically he's won the house cup for him. He has, which Dumbledore shouldn't have given all these points. I think it was worthy. Because McGonagall took them off them, and base put it this way, right? McGonagall took the points off them because yeah. they were being naughty, in quotes, right? Doing what they didn't. But if they didn't find out all that information and be involved, everything could have gone wrong. And if it had gone wrong, Voldemort would have been back. Exactly. So I don't think what they done was bad in theory. Yeah. Okay. If they weren't all right, so they weren't bad. But then all they ever got was points for that. They say these three people plus Neville yeah. saved the wisdom world a second time. I know the yeah, government yeah. wasn't involved. Dumbledore never told the government what was going on that Voldemort was back. I guess I mean I know what you mean, yeah. but I feel I feel like do you know, you know what I mean? Like the points were for them. They cared more about the points than I think if they were older, it would have been a different story. Yeah, but this is the kids' start. This is the kind exactly of the yeah. But I feel like they they got the points that they deserved. Well, they got the points back that they shouldn't have lost in the yeah. first place. Plus, with Neville and the extra ten points for, for Harry. Yeah, for the uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, it all worked out in the end. Exactly, which is great. But at this point, the colours have now changed. Everyone's throwing the hats in the air for some strange reason. Yeah, and but except one except Slytherin, of course. And uh, <laughs> no, Mal- do you? And uh, <laughs> Malfoy slams his hat down, which I love, and uh, it shows how sport he actually is. Oh yeah. Because um, you were saying it hadn't Slytherin won like back to back to back. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in the book. I can't be 100 percent sure, but I think Slytherin had won the House Cup like a good few years beforehand. Mm-hmm. There you go. So Slytherin always win it, and then Gryffindor kind of just Harry Potter turns yeah, up and Gryffindor exactly and everything. Yeah, um, bloody Potter. That was another thing. Why do they keep saying his name and emphasizing on the P? What's that all about? I don't know. It's it, like basically it, predictable. It, it, it's not like it's just one person. Miss, uh, what's her name? The Dursley woman. Yeah, uh, the mother. Yeah, Petunia. Petunia. So she says it, right? And then Malfoy says it. McGonagall says it. What? L- like, what's the? I don't know. It's just a way to attract his attention. I guess. It's blood. It's, a, it's annoying me, <laughs> Potter. Like, come on. It's like every time I say that, a spit. <laughs> Flick it out. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flick it back. <laughs> But yes, the end of the year has come. It has. And they're about to get on the train. They do. When Hagrid waves... <laughs> to me, it looks like he's waving goodbye. But yeah. Harry walks over to him anyway. What happened if Harry just got on the, the train? That's a good point. I, th- I think it was more like a... Okay. Like a Queen's wave. So it was like... Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd had you explain it on the pod. Like circular hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. 
Just imagine the queen waving, similar to that. Okay, we're just going to go that way because Rob's gone silly again. But yes, he's called Hagrid. Uh, Hagrid's called Harry over and has given him a present. He's reached into his pocket and pulled out a nice little book. It does. Which has got uh, wizarding photographs which move. Which I think is pretty cool. I'd love if we could have. I mean, I'd... I know we've got things similar, but to actually have a, like, a normal photo that moves. I know, yeah, it would have been so cool. Um, yeah, so after that, uh, Harry goes back to Ron and Hermione. And Hermione says, it's weird, isn't it, going home? And then the, I think one of Harry's best lines is, I'm not going home. Not really. Not really. Because he already sees Hogwarts as, as more of a home. home. Yeah. Um, which shows how settled he is. Which is interesting because he spent 10 years, 11 years, whatever, living with these horrible creatures, these muggles, yeah. these, <laughs> these uh, Dursleys, and one year living in a castle. If that, I don't think it's a full year, nine months? Because it's his normal yeah, school it's not, term. It's, yeah, it's not, yeah. Even a full, it's not a full year at all. So it'd be like, what, September to like July? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's his birthday soon, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's... We've got to the... In his less than a year and he's already found himself settled. Exactly. And then basically they get on the train and uh, the screen fades to black. And the credits roll. Yeah. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed... I didn't think I was going to enjoy it that much. As I said on the... Uh, the previous pod because it was like my least favorite because it was just like it sets the scene for everything i prefer the later one my favorite is um half-blood prince okay uh and obviously i'm not going to be biased about that one i just really enjoy that one more that's right everyone's got their favorite movies. yeah uh have you got a favorite in particular in the series um i'm not sure i think more like the goblet of fire maybe and also because you've read the books, is the book the same as the... So you like The Goblet of Fire. Is that the book or the film? Or do you like both of them as... I like both of them as my better examples okay, yeah, of the Harry yeah. Potter franchise. That's yeah. fair enough. Because, I mean, I haven't read the books, but I think The Chamber of Secrets for me, that's because I've read more of that, um, I dipped in and out and that. And mum was... Re- I remember mum reading it a lot in the kitchen and I was sort of listening to her and stuff. Yeah. But I like that one. So that's probably my favourite book that I've kind of read compared to like the others that yeah. I've only read bits of. Um, yes. All right. So we're going to, uh, before we give the rating. Um, so basically, thank you for joining us on our uh, two part extravaganza of episode one of the Harry Potter franchise, which yes. is Philosopher's Stone, not the Sorcerer's Stone. No, Philosopher's. Of course. So if you are a new listener, I don't understand why you're listening to episode six and three quarters, when in fact you should be listening to episode one, of the whole podcast of As You're Untitled and then go through and listen to us after. I mean, that we've got a lot of it. We've got a lot of the records now, so go through them all. Exactly. It makes sense. We're getting our, Chris, we're getting archives. Excellent. I know. Can you believe it? We're, we are, we are growing. <laughs> when we get to 20, we'll have some kind of celebration. Yeah, I reckon we should. I reckon we should celebrate on 10 because that's our first 10. And then we'll uh, up the ante 20 and then we'll yeah, go That's 50. not even all the the Harry Potter series though, is no, it? No, it's not. So you, would you want to do a, tw- a celebration for the Harry Potter one? When we reach, the, how, right, we've got how many pods we got already? Uh, Six, uh, five besides the Harry Potter ones. Yeah, so we've got seven altogether now. Okay, well, when we've reached 20 or something then, because yeah. that will be like a big number. Yeah, all right, cool. So on 20, we might do like a little celebration of some sort. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. We'll maybe do a video. I don't know, I just feel like if we do start doing videos, people get to see us on there in physically rather than just audio. No, no one wants to see us. Of course, of course, we're like stallions, wild stallions. Like Bill and Ted, that'd be interesting. Yes, but I'm more like the Michelin man than the stallion. <laughs> well, I'll be the ghost from uh, Ghostbusters. Then. I mean, the stay puff, yeah. 
is to stay puffed. What a well, team. <laughs> we have such wonderful self-esteem issues. We do. Issues, don't we? Oh. Right, so, yeah. Back to the plugs. They're them cheap things that you can buy. Okay. So, yeah. So, them things. Right. So, do you, do you want to tell them where they can find us? No, I'll leave it up to you. Okay. So, uh, if you are listening on iTunes, then obviously subscribe and give us a rating. Five stars, preferably. Anything lower. Well, Chris don't like you, if that's the case. Yes. Um. Yeah, and then if you leave a review, Chris loves you again. So it's, it's simple. Just look five stars and leave a review. Yeah, and I'll love you for all time. There you go. So will love uh, you a long time. Eternal. So basically, he'll love you the same amount of time that you can keep drinking unicorn blood. Because okay, be eternal. Work. Yeah, there we go. See, so I've brought it back again. Or the elixir of life. There we go. It's either of those. Right? But me, on the other hand, if you subscribe and leave a like and review, but then go onto our YouTube and then subscribe and then like our videos and comment and all that stuff. And also, Chris, we're on tuning, right? We are in tuning. Yeah, yes. so uh, go on tuning, which is more for the Americans, actually. I know a lot of Americans listen to it. And we have got American listeners and a few friends ourselves that are Americans that actually listen. So you know who you are, certain people. So if you're on tuning, then subscribe to us on there, as well as iTunes and subscribe, you know YouTube as well, because you know to hear us three times. I mean, that gives us three plays, and quite happily. I mean, you'd, you'd rather listen to us than anything else, right? Yeah, we're wonderful. Marvellous. Marvellous. Yes. So, that's our thing. Oh, and also, the name is As Yet Untitled. It's, it's not you know, something that you can forget. No, it's not exactly. It's quite memorable. It is. And the fact that if you... I think the only way we spell it is a little bit weird, which is the correct way to spell it, but there's no spaces. So, it's a capital A, capital Y, capital U. And then that's it. And then just look for the funky picture that's got all different film franchises on it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So, what do you think you would give it out of 10? Just... Before you, okay, I was gonna say just just before you say it, don't forget you're gonna set the bar now for yeah, the rest. I'm so that's all right. Let's go seven point five then, because I know I'm gonna enjoy the other movies maybe more. So I'm leaving myself enough of a gap right. there. So oh, it's hard. I'm gonna give it. I, I'd give it seven point five. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Like I don't want to give it a six because it's not. It's it's a good film. Yeah. I'll I'll do want to say a seven and three quarters, but that's a bit cliche. Yeah, we've used that already. Exactly. Once. So, and I think we're going to end up using the three quarters thing throughout the rest of it if we do more parts. Yeah. Every every time we have multiple parts, it's going to be like part eight, three, three quarters. quarters. Yeah. Exactly. So it makes sense. So yeah. All right. So seven point five each. Yep. Cool. All right. So uh, for the final time, um, we have been uh, as yet untitled. And before we do go, if you can go onto Facebook or Twitter, and if you put in the words FRM underscore media, well, that's also us as well. And on that, we'll be talking not just about films or the podcast. Uh, you're going to have vlogs. You're going to have in, uh, interviews. You're going to have music, all types of stuff going on throughout the entertainment industry, which you really enjoy. And you'll probably get to see mine and Chris's wonderful, marvelous faces. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just pulling the face because my face is not wonderful. That looked marvelous. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, I've been Rob. And I've been Chris. See you later. Bye-bye.